There's a special class of diabetes medication known as the GLP-1 agonists. These medications are well known in the medical community to cause weight loss. Although this group of drugs is technically used to treat type 2 diabetes, some of these drugs have gone on to become weight loss drugs in their own right. But how do they work, and how do they all compare to each other? Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Young, a naturopathic doctor in Toronto, hoping to help you on your weight loss journey. Let's compare six different drugs. Semaglutide, liraglutide, dulaglutide, exenatide, lixacenatide, and albuglutide for their effects on weight loss. This class of diabetic medications is known as the GLP-1 agonists. They all work in similar ways by stimulating the effects of a hormone called glucagon-like peptide 1 or GLP-1. This hormone stimulates the release of insulin and therefore helps diabetics with poor insulin control. Even though they can be quite effective at treating diabetes, they're not commonly used first line for diabetes. There are a few reasons for this. 1. Most GLP-1 agonists need to be injected, making it somewhat inconvenient to take. Some people are deathly afraid of needles, and having to potentially deal with one every day is not a pleasant prospect. 2. We already have more effective drugs for diabetes like metformin. Some of these drugs are really old and have decades of research backing their safe and effective use. So newer diabetes drugs will always find it difficult to compete with such well-established medications already in use. 3. And probably the biggest reason of all is cost. GLP-1 agonists are typically many times more expensive than other diabetic drugs. In fact, they tend to be the most expensive diabetic drugs on the market. So insurance companies hate paying for them if other cheaper alternatives are available. They do have some benefits over other diabetic drugs like having a lower risk of hypoglycemia, but the real hidden gem of these GLP-1 agonist medications is the ability to cause significant weight loss. You see, stimulating GLP-1 also makes us feel full, so all these drugs help people lose weight primarily by suppressing their appetite and making them eat less. Semaglutide and liraglutide are probably some of the better known medications in this class, at least in Canada it seems, and also the drugs I have the most experience with. I've compared them before in another video in much more detail, you can check it out in the description down below. So in this video, I'll be stepping back to broaden the scope to include other GLP-1 agonists and focus on the differences between all six drugs under 10 different brand names. Let's introduce them all. Names, Uses, and Dosing Semaglutide is sold under the trade names Wagavi, Ozempic, and Rebelsis. They're all the same drug, just that Wagavi is approved for weight loss, and Ozempic and Rebelsis are approved for diabetes. Wagavi and Ozempic are given by injection, with Wagavi being dosed twice as much as Ozempic, which much more strongly suppresses appetite and helps with weight loss better, but is expected to cause more side effects than Ozempic. Wagavi and Ozempic are injected once per week. Rebelsis is unique in that it's the only GLP-1 agonist taken as a pill, rather than injected. Rebelsis is taken once per day. Liraglutide is sold under the trade names Sixenda and Victoza. Sixenda is approved for weight loss, and Victoza is approved for diabetes. Again, Sixenda is typically given at a higher dose than Victoza, which gives it a stronger appetite suppression, usually at the expense of having stronger side effects. Sixenda and Victoza are injected daily. Dulaglutide is sold under the trade name Trulicity. 
It's only approved for diabetes and is injected once per week. However, it's commonly used off-label for weight loss around the world. Exosanitide is sold under the trade names Bayetta and Bidurion. Both are approved for diabetes. Bayetta is a smaller dose injected twice per day, while Bidurion is a larger dose injected once a week. Lixacinatide is sold under the trade name Adelixin. It's only approved for diabetes and is injected daily. Albuglutide is sold under the trade name Tanzium and was only approved for diabetes. It was injected once per week. So there are a lot of drugs here and I'm gonna try to break it down as succinctly as I can without putting you to sleep. This means I'll be potentially omitting information I believe to be unimportant, simplifying a lot of information from studies, and making a number of assumptions that will help me draw more definitive conclusions. So if you're a researcher and prefer to dig into the research studies yourself, I've left all the references I've used down below in the description for you to peruse at your convenience. All that aside, let's compare these drugs. Side Effect Comparison GLP-1 agonists carry similar side effects, with the most common being nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. They also carry the same potential risks like damage to the liver or pancreas, gallstones, kidney failure, and increase in thyroid cancers, and so on. It's somewhat more difficult to compare the frequency of these more serious risks between the drugs since they happen so rarely. However, we can compare the frequency of more common side effects like nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. A comparison of research studies suggests that Wagavi and Ozempic are likely to cause the most side effects, with Wagavi likely to cause more due to its higher dose than Ozempic. Sixenda and Victoza also have a higher frequency of side effects, however, the lower dose in Victoza likely makes it more tolerable than Sixenda. Rebelsis and Trulicity are often associated with a moderate amount of side effects. The daily injected Bayetta may also cause a very high frequency of side effects, However, the weekly injected Bidurion significantly reduces this side effect frequency. Adelixin has a moderate frequency of side effects compared to the rest, and Tanzium appears to have the lowest of the bunch. It's interesting to note that having to give yourself injections more often does not necessarily mean more side effects. The frequency of side effects and frequency of dosing do not seem to be correlated. Also, the only drug not injected on this list, Rebelsis, also does not necessarily have less side effects than the injected drugs. Availability and Cost Comparison In general, the GLP-1 agonists are some of the more expensive drugs on the market. Wagavi and Sixenda are the most expensive, costing around $1-$2,000 per month depending on your dose. The other drugs are also quite expensive out of pocket, although insurance can reduce the cost to a few thousand dollars a year. All the drugs are available only by prescription, so you'll need to see your doctor to get it prescribed to you. At the moment, Wagavi is not yet available in Canada, having only recently been given FDA approval, but will likely be available very soon. Bidurion has recently been discontinued, apparently because it wasn't selling too well. Albuglutide was discontinued back in 2018, also due to poor sales. Weight Loss Comparison These head-to-head -head comparisons help to give us an idea of how effective each might be against each other, but keep in mind that studies do not always translate perfectly to real life. The research seems to suggest that the semaglutide drugs cause the most weight loss, with Wagavi likely to be the strongest. The liraglutide drugs follow closely, with Sixenda likely to be one of the strongest. Next is Trulicity, showing some moderate effects on weight, while the remaining drugs show moderate to mild effects on weight in comparison. 
magnesium appears to have the least effect on weight. It's interesting to note that generally speaking, the stronger the drug affects weight loss, the stronger its negative side effects and less tolerable it might be to take. Perhaps this is one of the downsides of taking more effective weight loss medications. Another interesting correlation is that the more effect the drugs have on weight loss, the higher the cost of the drug is priced. It's important to remember that these weight loss effects are just initial results, and all the drugs have shown rebound effects over time that cancel out any initial weight loss if a proper weight loss diet was not followed. So it's not going to matter how strong or expensive your GLP-1 agonist is in the long run if you aren't going to follow good weight loss habits. Summary all the GLP-1 agonists have at least some effect on weight. Although most of them are proved only for diabetes, a few of them have been adapted for the sole purpose of losing weight. Their weight loss counterparts tend to be dosed higher and cost much more. Rebelsis, which is oral semaglutide, is currently available only for type 2 diabetes, but Novo Nordisk is likely trying to get it approved as a weight loss drug as well. They'll probably jack up the dose and the price, give it a spiffy name, and boom, you've got yourself a brand new weight loss pill. Based on their similar mechanism of action, if one of these drugs didn't work for you at all in the first place, it's likely that switching to another is not likely going to significantly help. Also, if you couldn't tolerate using one of these drugs and had to discontinue them for medical or safety issues, you might not be able to use one of the other ones as well. But if one of them has worked really well for you and has stopped helping you to lose weight, you could consider switching to one of the more effective ones to help further support your weight loss. Unfortunately, switching to a more effective GLP-1 agonist is no guarantee that you'll lose much more weight either. For example, if you've already tried, say, Sixenda for weight loss, I wouldn't expect there to be too big a difference if you switched to Agave, based on my experiences with patients switching to and from semaglutide and liraglutide. I'm not saying there definitely won't be any difference, just that you'll need to decide for yourself whether paying for Wagavi out of pocket is worth trying, especially if your insurance is already covering Sixenda. Anyways, in the long run, the amount of weight loss will depend more on your adherence to a good weight loss diet and the building of good dietary habits, rather than what drug you took. Especially since these drugs are not going to work forever and your body will get used to them. As before, I'm Dr. Brian Young, bringing you weight loss info on this podcast. If you found this short podcast helpful, please consider following and subscribing to our podcast and share with someone you know can use the help.